Who's that? It's Brand the Voice. We're about to voice it. We're about to voice it. We're about to voice it. Come on now, let's voice it. Hello there. Hello, hello. All right. Um, We are going to get started. And thank you all for joining us again for our almost weekly installment of Let's Talk Abbott Elementary. We're currently in season two. I forget the episode number. But this is talking about the mural project. And I want to say it's 17. Wonderful. It's no, actually, it's episode 16 because we went through. There we go. Yeah, it's 16. Yes. Um, And I'd like to thank you all for joining me on Voice with Fran Lavoie. And I'm your host, Fran Lavoie. And I'm here with none other than the illustrious Sim Renee. Oh, illustrious. I like. Hey, Sam. (laughs) And thank you all again for listening. And thank you for. Just indulging on your love of Abbott Elementary um, and many more shows to come. So um, let's talk about it. Um, I like to go chronologically, but Simony is only here for one thing. She's here for the romance, and that's really it. And that's that. I mean, am I wrong, though? I'm joking. No, 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 no. This one I'll actually go in order because as much as I love to talk all things sugary, like the main focus was the mural in this instance coming up with the mural with Jacob's class and everything like that. So well, well I'm going in order. Well, we don't have to go in order. Um I I think it's the best thing to go in order. And um shout out to Miss Misha, in my own opinion, it's um, Miss Misha underscore M-I-O. She is on Instagram and she blew up over a year on YouTube. Um, And shout out to her because I think I love the way she does her commentary because you don't even need to watch the show because she does Mm -hmm. everything in or it's amazing. Like, and she's animated and she's she's like she doesn't show her face. She's an avatar. And it's it's like so amazing. And um, I guess I was inspired by that, but it doesn't mean that we have to stick to it. So I you said that the 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 main focus was the mural. Yes. And mm-hmm. there were several focuses that I wanted to talk about, but we, let's let's get Let's get to it with the um, mural. Um, what stood out the most for you with um, Jacob, his class, and the idea of the mural project and this group that came in to um, create this mural? Well, I love the fact that this group exists. I mean, I don't know if we have any groups like that down here. I know that we have murals in our schools and stuff and you know sometimes that's done by you know the art teacher or you know maybe they do have someone come in but to know that there's you know organizations that come in to actually assist with this kind of thing is really nice to see like it's good to see that the arts are being embraced in this unique way and for it to be a student-led project is definitely an interesting dynamic um yeah everybody has their own thing that they're into so the sock puppet thing, which is hilarious, I'm like, oh wow. Um, yeah, I'm so used to seeing like the traditional murals. Like, of course, if you go to a predominantly black school, a lot of times it revolves around black history, or you know, it could be depending on the neighborhood, like showing how all like everything comes together. Usually, talked about like how everybody's different, and we all need to embrace that. Like, so I mean, usually murals that you see have a, like a running theme. So for it to be like this unique, like like the main thing being the sock puppet show, but then they were able to kind of find a way to add some other elements was interesting. And Jacob was just trying real hard to do what Jacob does and push his agenda. He's like, no, yeah. we need a mural that will 
stand the test of time. And it's like, these kids just want to have to stop up. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we do have something like that down here. Um, And it used to be um, Art Miami, which Art Miami is um, responsible for Art Basel. And so Uh before they got really, really big, they actually used to go around. And I'm not sure if they still do that. But when I was um, teaching music in a charter school, and I have a lot to say about this because, um, once again, for those of you that don't know, um, I am a music teacher also by trade, but I used to teach in the charter, private, and public school. So I have plenty of things to say about Mm -hmm. this show um, based off of teaching experience and just the way that the whole charter school like like there's so much controversy around charter schools but just to get back to the mural portion um yeah so they used to do that and my friend one of the art teachers um shout out to her shout out to Jen um I think she she's moved away from South Florida since but she um invited me to Art Basel before it was like dripping in celebrity in like 2012 and you know they would go around and do murals and they would go around and do you know art projects around the city and the tri-county area and you know I I really like this show because they really do bring in they must have hired writers that were once educators or they really consulted with educators and public school officials to really understand the types of vendors and things and just the nuances of what happens in the public school system. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's amazing um, that they did, that they do that, which, which is why I think people like this show because it's fictional, but yet also realistic. But um, you did say, yes, this is Jacob's attempt once again, to impose his views while they're not bad views and while he means Mm -hmm. well. The fact is, is that he is not understanding of where his audience is, where his children are, where the students are. It's like, first of all, I think the stock show is absolutely ridiculous. And the fact that the janitor is it mr johnson yes the fact that he knew and he was able to communicate with the kids it's just okay like you know i've got to tell you i probably would have felt the way jacob felt about 10 years ago and just a touch right now i don't think i would have imposed my views on the kids as much as i did back then but let's take fran in 2012 um, when she was a reading interventionist in the inner city schools of Miami, Florida. I, listen, the stuff that these kids were writing about, I was like, what y'all over here talking about? We, like, I remember a project where, um, you know, it was, you know, I was assisting in an English class and you know, the English teacher was like, okay, well, you need to um, bring in a book that you've been reading and <clears throat> it can be, you know, just any type of book and it has to have, you know, they, they just have to meet a certain criteria. And so I said to myself, any book? Because- Yeah, kids are reading some stuff. Like I have definitely done with books. <laughs> right and so yeah. and so what what happened was they did a great job on the project but the but they brought in a book with um toya um carter toya carter um who later became i know she was toya johnson then toya carter and now she's toya rushing and that is lil wayne's baby's mother and she had a book out and those kids were so it like 
when that girl went up there and did her project, she was like, you know, I work at McDonald's because this was 11th grade students. So they, they were 16. They were able to get jobs at the time. And shout out to them also. I'm sorry. I'm saying a whole bunch of shout outs because a lot of those kids, this was in 2012. This was during the time of the death of Trayvon Martin. And a lot of those students were his friends. So for those of those students who are listening, y'all still call me Miss S. Shout out to y'all because I remember being in that class shaking my head because I was ready to wring y'all neck. This is not what that teacher was asking y'all. Like, why y'all brought this autobiography to talk about Toya Johnson? And no disrespect to Toya. I like Toya. She got married. I showed Sim Renee her dress. She didn't like the dress. She didn't mm-hmm. like the poof poofs, but I thought it Slow was cute. Down. But <laughs> I thought the whole <laughs> thing was cute, so I'm not hating. But I was like, y'all not going to bring in a book from the library, though, that is like, you know, American, like, literature, or y'all not going to go in and get some Zora, you know, Neil Hurston. Y'all not going to, y'all not going to. You're not going to get these kind of books. Y'all going to get an autobiography from a rapper's baby's mother. Okay, I'm sure Toya's a lovely lady, but I read the book too. And I was like, mm, not the best writing, but okay, girl. That, that's what that's what we doing right now. But I guess that, that was equivalent to the kids wanting this sock puppet show. That's what they wanted to talk about. And I, I guess I didn't get it back then, which is why they they hated me. You know what I'm saying? They were just like, man, this mm-hmm. you always judging us. But it's like, no, I just want y'all to do better. I want y'all literature to be on point. But that's not what it was about, right? It was about mm-hmm. this is what they wanted. And um, I'll give this last bit. I remember going with my mom to my brother's middle school open house and I remember I was like eight years old or like nine my brother was 13 this is like I'm aging myself this was 1995 okay and I'll never forget when you know the principal was just saying even if they reading a comic book we just want them to read and I'll never forget that because my mom was also just like no they need to read, my son needs to read this and he needs to read that. But the fact is, is that it was pushing him away from wanting to do better because he wasn't interested in reading those books. But I think those educators were onto something. It's like, no, if we're going to keep them engaged, we got to meet them where they are. So if a comic book is the, is the entry in, this is where we could get them. So, mm-hmm. so just have them read something. And now, even though my brother's not like an academic or anything, Listen, I used to, my brother used to grade all my college papers and I would get an A because he is an, he's actually an amazing writer and shout out to Mark Anthony Salazar. We major apparel, we major party rental and everything we major because those are his businesses. And yes, he is amazing writer, you know, but it started from him just reading what he wanted to read. So that was my, that, that was just my little tidbit on that. Um, what did what did you think? Hello. No, I'm here. I was just like, uh, I don't even know how to follow that. But, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it I mean, I'm trying to think now. Dang. <laughs> hey, I not even know miss words. I'm just like, oh, um, as far as I took, idea, I took uh, your reading? breath away. I can't. I cannot. So, but I mean, I get it. So it's like you don't want it to be something that becomes laborsome, and it's like, uh, I don't want to read because it becomes something discouraging. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, math stuff is still like, uh, for me because I hated doing it. There was like, there was nothing exciting about it, and then of course it kind of just felt like it was just forced upon you. Like, you have to do this. Or else, so you just do what you can just to pass and be like, hopefully, I never have to use it again. And you know, it's different for everybody, everybody has their subject of struggle, you know. And with a lot of people, 
you know, sometimes reading can be that particular struggle subject and you don't want it to be something to where it's like as soon as they can be done with it, they won't necessarily want to read anything. You know, you, you I, so I, so it's like, I get it. It's like, okay, hey, just have them read something. So that way, you know, it still keeps them engaged, but at the same time, there's still kind of that thing where it's just like, I know you don't want to, but there's still some things that you need to read. I know you don't want to, but I need you to read. So yeah, still read the fun stuff, but there's some things that you still need to just know because, you know, what do they say? If you don't want, you know, certain people to know certain things, put it in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you don't want it to be that way. We want to be empowered with as much knowledge as possible so that we, we can make effective decisions, you know? So it it it's finding that middle ground. It's like, hey, we read you need to read so that way it's just not completely lost. But at the same time, sometimes you got to read the stuff that you don't want to read to essentially appreciate the other stuff. There's there's a foundation. There's, you know, it started from somewhere. Sometimes you got to read that stuff to really appreciate the other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. That's it. Mhm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just yeah, yeah. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want. I just ain't wanna cut you off. But yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Because that's kind of where my thought process was, and I know my mom felt that way. Like, what you mean these comic books ain't about nothing? But it's also about what we view as valuable so it's a very Mm self-centered view of what we think is good or what we think is educational or informative you know I'm not saying that because I've watched the Tiny and Toya um, reality show I you know I love reality TV as you guys know shout out to Fran LeBron YouTube um, I'm, I'm building back my momentum up there because I stopped for a year, child, and my views went from 10,000 a video to 100, but we building up the algorithm, so it's okay. <laughs> we, we building up this algorithm again, but um, I watched that reality show, and I, and I, I, while I do value, like, people which I think and it's just my value of people which is why I enjoy like reality TV and seeing how funny and how mindless this is it's like this is just mindless television and I just have to laugh at it I also understand like what sometimes certain things aren't provoking in thought it's just you kind of absorbing a person's reality And a lot of people tend to do that. So sometimes reading certain literature, the reason why certain literature is considered classics are because they force you to think outside of a lifestyle that you otherwise wouldn't know. And for those of you that are like, but what if those kids don't live the lifestyle that Toya did? Or what if the sock puppets are different from the reality of the kids? That's obvious. That's absolutely obvious. The reason why I think I had an issue with the Toya book is because a lot of those girls were relating to her reality. Right? And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that it's bad to relate, but there wasn't necessarily a challenge. There was a sense of comfort in reading the book, which is great. Because, you know, learning from shows and learning from the Sock Puppet show, somehow the meep, 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 gave them a sense of comfort and a sense of fun. I would just say that the sock puppet show was mindless. Maybe this book that I'm using as an example um, from Toya Johnson, it was relatable, which made them want to cover it. So the point is, is that it gave them a way in. And instead of me feeling like this is preposterous, they should have read Maya Angelou's I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. Instead of doing that, I probably should have done what I believe Jacob should have did, was engage them in what they were interested in and finding ways to use good, thought-provoking educational content to teach them about history all at once. He should have found a way to do that. But instead, what did he do? (laughs) 
as always. Of course, he pulled the Jacob. I mean, this is why Jacob and Janine are the friends that they are. They both have this thing about controlling narratives. And he's like, they won't appreciate it now, but they'll appreciate it in the long run. You know, let's stick with the ideas that you guys came up with before, and we're going to just push this particular agenda. You know? And unfortunately, you know, <laughs> kids weren't feeling it. And then, of course, they ultimately almost lost the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, they almost lost the opportunity, and they you know, the fact is, is that the people from this art project, do you think, um, Simony, I'm saying Simony, your whole name, I gave the whole government, Sim, do you think, <laughs> Sim, they, um, the, the, I'm done. <laughs> do you think that they, they were able to peep game? Like, man, these kids ain't... I guess, you know, they figured, okay... Well, yeah. Kids. I mean, it was obvious. Like, once they... Both, I mean, once they... You know... I mean, essentially, when it was presented again, he's just like, oh, okay, cool, let's just run with it. But, like, once... um, You know, Ava had a principal moment and actually, like, checked in with kids, kind of, you know, and saw they weren't really feeling it, then it was like, hey, so if the kids aren't really behind this, we're gonna skedaddle. And, um, you know, that's how they almost lost the opportunity. Um, so shocking, you know, even though she did it in a very Ava fashion, you know, she actually did act, she was actually observant and aware that, you know, while the idea would have been, you know, nice anywhere else, like anybody seeing that would have been like, oh, that's a great mural. Um, you know, she knows that the kids weren't as connected to it as they were to the sock puppet thing. And you know it it put Jay I'm uh, sorry, I don't know what I was gonna say. Put Jacob in a position to where he had to really reconsider. Like, hey, this is the great mural, but the purpose of this project is to really have kids engaged in the art, right? Like they're a part of this lasting legacy. Like once they go off into the world you know they finish school and pursue whatever careers whether their kids come back or not this is something that's mm-hmm. supposed to last right. for however long and it's supposed to be something that they contribute to you know right right and I think the 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 consensus is them understanding that just because this sock puppet show the meet 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 Okay, please do not. Oh, I should have changed up the the, the harmony and the melody on that. <laughs> okay, but it's okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying my best. I'm sorry. Um, I, I, but but it's like, even though this is not something that is going to last, or or this sock puppet show probably is a fad for now, right? Who knows? It it might be something that becomes classical, right? The fact is, is that this is what they were engaged in, and the purpose of the mural is for something that they could always go back to, and they could go back to 2023. It, it could be 2040, and they'll go back and be like, "Yo, remember when we did that that a mural with the sock puppet? That junk was crazy," and it's just like. Once again, with the podcasting and with, you know, Jacob's progressive views, he just needed to vibe and just let them engage how they wanted to. And so he ended up making it count to where they were able to have themselves represented in the mural. And they were Mm -hmm. able in front of everybody to like say, you know, this is, the sock puppets, but this is me right here. This is me, and this is me being the doctor that I want to be when I grow up. And this is me becoming the whatever it was when I want to grow up. And then one of the kids who was in the um, podcast um, club, he said, and this is me being Mr. Hill because I want to be a teacher when I grow up. That is when you know you've done it. Yep. That is when you, it's when you know you've done it. When you don't 
think that kids are listening, but they are. You don't think that you're impacting them because they're busy calling you Squidward, which is what we're going to talk about next about this charter school semi mm-hmm. takeover. You don't think that they are listening, but they are. You don't think you're impacting them, but they are. They, they might think you're weird in how you're doing it, but the older they get, the more they realize you might still be weird. But guess what? You are still impacting them even though you are weird. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I don't know. Anything else you got on these? Oh, I mean, that pretty much sums up the mural portion. Because I'm ready to talk about legendary mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to work on that. We're gonna work on that. Oh, you don't want me to do that. <laughs> that's I mean, that's yeah. that, No, it's over. Thanks a lot. I'm sorry. My fault. It's fine. You don't, you know, um, Shane Nicole last week when I started to do that, um, she kind of rolled her eyes at me, but. For those of you who listened, and thank you for those who listened last week, you enjoyed it because clearly you keep coming back. But um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. Like legendary schools. I mean, they're plotting right now. I mean, it's obvious. You know, I mean, we knew from the you know last episode that you know they weren't going away without a fight and now we really see that they're we really see that they're making their attempt at really trying to get as many schools as possible especially Abbott Um, Mm -hmm. so you already have petitions going on and I love when unexpected people join forces so shout out to Melissa and Barbara and Ava Bum, 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 bum. Right? Wow. <laughs> so join forces because it's like, yo, um, we definitely don't want um, Abbott to become a charter school. And of course, you know, you can be on either side of charter schools because it's it's kind of one of those like middle ground things. It's, it's one of those things where it's like there's certain private perks, but then there's also public funding. Um, it, it honestly just varies on the school and, um, you know, the fact that, you know, in this particular instance, that the school is definitely about keeping a certain reputation. And if you happen to tarnish that reputation so long, bye bye, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and it's really just a reminder that, Hey, you know, students shouldn't be numbers. Those are you know, it's it's a numbers game for some, but at the end of the day, these are these are people whose lives are going to be affected by, you know, the scores on the test or the grade that they receive on whatever the case is. It's like, you know, these are people, individual people being affected. And, you know, especially if you get into a school and then, you know, you have some period or some point of struggle, which we all do. I mean, as much as I would love to just be like, everything was great in school and, you know, I had my struggle moment in school I mean thankfully I was able to catch up and you know get to a good point but it's like you got to give kids a chance you don't know what's going on with them or what they're going through and sometimes subjects are just hard like you know and you want to have teachers that are actually there just to really help you um continue to push to learn the material to help teach in different ways like teachers that actually care about teaching and mm-hmm. you know that's essentially what Abbott is. I mean, hey, they don't have the best of everything, but the teachers care about the students, and that's one thing that's definitely you know throughout um, the show that we've seen. They they do things in their own way for sure, but they really <laughs> ultimately love the kids and want what's best for them. And they're not just numbers; they're people. So it was really just nice to see that, and they wanted to just keep the. Uh, I hate when I lose words. Hashtag mom brain. Um, but essentially, the essence of the word I was trying to come up with was they, you know, wanted to keep that, you know, and they didn't want that to change and just become another one of the many uh, legendary schools. So, okay. Like eventually, 
Sorry. Okay, yeah, we're really going to have to work on that. I mean, I really just tried to, you know, leave it in, and I'm sorry. I just, it was just oddly placed, but you can continue. Okay. (laughs) I mean, hey, whatever works. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. But, yeah. Shout out to Shirley Ralph representing Jamaica. Oh, yeah. Listen, accent. I, listen, I had a moment back. I was about to say, I was about to say yes, ma'am. I say, mm-hmm. 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 And, and shout out to Melissa for trying. Her her constant yes. attempt with yes. not she's not a good nope. impressionist at all. Um, I, mean, I mean, we're giving our A's for effort, but, you know. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll just say this. At the end of the day, like, you know, working in charter schools, there are a lot of pros and cons to, you know, the different types of school deliveries or educational deliveries, online, homeschooling, you know, mm-hmm. the charter school. But, you know, homeschooling and online schooling are probably the most flexible and, and probably the most comfortable there are pros and cons to that too, because, you know, being in class and in person face to face always does kind of beat out and statistically is a lot better when it comes to reaching students and when it comes to delivering education. But with the charter school, public school and private school deliveries, the differences have a lot to do with just simply funding. Funding Mm -hmm. and how they stay funded. And with the public school system, because it's owned by the state and then ultimately the government, unless the FTEs, which is your um, full-time roster, unless those are like underperforming, meaning if the school needs this many students, they get it like each each class gets a certain amount of money and depending on how many classes you have depends on the amount of funds that the school gets. It is the same thing that happens in charter schools and it's the same thing that happens in private. The difference is is with the public school system, unless there is a complete, like your school got just no type of roster. 90% of the time that school is not getting shut down. It's just Mm -hmm. not. It would it, it can turn private or charter if a vendor or if an investor just like this um, former student of Barbara's who owns legendary schools if he comes and is like yeah man I'm I'm gonna buy this out and then they offer the state or the county or whoever controls that entity a great offer that maybe they feel like they can't refuse that school board has to be like. <laughs> You're gonna give us a donation of ten thousand exchange. I mean, a ten million exchange for this school. <laughs> this school is yours, right? So <laughs> this school is yours. You know, like so. It's um. That's that's how I've seen it happen before, and then charter schools is just, you know, you have to get that approval from the state. You still have to follow certain state guidelines and benchmarks because you know you know for like you know any like college testing or just you know for any type of like standardized testing that they may or may not follow some charter schools get away with not having to do state you know qualifying testing private schools are different because you can kind of get away without doing things like the Florida standard assessment or the legendary FCAT that plagued our lives about 20 years ago. They can get plagued. away. <laughs> yes. You know, that you can get away with not doing it depending on the jurisdictions, but private schools, you got to pay out of pocket. So if you ain't got $20,000, you just ain't got it. And how many people are rich enough to send their kids to school for $20,000 or more, $10,000 a year or more? 
even though you're going to get perks, you're going to get privileges. You know what I mean? There's going to be things that you don't have to worry about. And, and you probably get like stellar educators. But let's be real. The higher your tuition, it goes into the beauty of the school. It goes into making up the school looking nice. Private school teachers typically don't have the benefits or they don't get the same pay guaranteed that the public school gets. If, if, mm-hmm. if, the, if the enrollment is low and they ain't got the budget, guess what? Your pay is getting cut as a private school instructor. You know, and this with charter mm-hmm. school, it can be affected based on how much left in the budget that the state has to give to you. But if the investors have enough money to give on top of what is left over from the state or what's left over from the county, <laughs> you might make more than the public school teacher or you may not. But mm-hmm. you don't, you can... But you do what they tell you to do. It's it's a streamlined um, type of uh, system where in some charter schools you have to teach what they want you to teach. Mm-hmm. Or and if you don't, you you can kind of come up with your own curriculum. But that can be kind of scary for a parent because what if I what if I don't want you to teach my kids this way? But it's like you at this charter school and so this is what you signed up for. And what if that charter school does what they did to that kid who called Jacob Squidward? He was out in one of them episodes in the past. He was like, I'm out of here, man. See you later, Squidward. He left like it was all good, man. Mm-hmm. And then look, his, his mama had to come back, beg for him to get re-enrolled because he didn't meet up to the charter school standards. Mm -hmm. okay so now you're out and that's why people keep running back to the public school system because guess what it's generally free that's what that's what Tyrese did okay that's what he did it didn't sound like that when he did it oh that's how he sounded sometimes although (laughs) shout out to Tyrese his voice be voicing but he ran, they ran back because at the end of the day, the public school going unless you get suspended and expelled, there's always a place for you more or less at the public school system. Mm-hmm. So that was just my discourse. Hope I ain't bore y'all, but if those of y'all that know, oh, um, oh, I don't know mm. what's going. If y'all know, y'all know. Okay, thoughts and concerns. Hmm. Just, what, uh, what, what are yeah. your thoughts? What, no thoughts or concerns? No, yep, no, that's all I got right there on that part. No, okay, I, uh, I, I, I jumped in. I got really passionate. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so no. It's all good. That is your subject of expertise. But. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the moment we've all been waiting for. Thank Come you. On. Team Jaggery updates. Let's go. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Y'all right. already know I've been talking about this blocking that needed to stop. And what happened? <laughs> the blockers are no longer blocking. Somebody shouting me. Mm-hmm. Come on. The blockers mm-hmm. are no longer blocking. Can we talk about it? So we already know Amber said so long bye-bye. And that's how we ended up with the episode of the Teachers Conference when the boo started. Wah, 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 wah. Okay. Oh, Lord. Hashtag lanyard. Anyway, <laughs> we get to this past episode. And while we're still dancing around the bush, like mm-hmm. talking around it, dancing around it, doing whatever around it at this point, because child, they just awkward as I don't even know what. You know, they're trying mm-hmm. to maintain their, you know, co-worker relationship and their friendship. But nobody can deny the chemistry that they experience. Hello. So (laughs) now, which I do appreciate, um, you know, Jean has wanted to 
handle things and be like, hey, yo, if I, you know, whether it was Gregory or not, the fact that this happens, you know, this does need to be properly addressed with Maurice. And, you know, hey, it's either this is something that you guys can work through and it was a lapse of judgment, or this is an indicator that, hey, maybe things aren't going as well as I thought. Maybe we should just be cool, right? And yeah, both of them being there, though. I don't think that was a good idea because that it, yeah. it just looked wrong. It looked horribly wrong. I mean, I get it. You, you know, especially if you're friends with the person, you're like, yo, you should hear it from your boy. But then it's like, okay, well, as his situation ship and I don't know, it's not girlfriend situation ship and like girlfriend. Okay, y'all help me figure out a word because it's not really girlfriend if y'all in a situation ship. So, what would be the girlfriend equivalent of situation ship? Mm. Yeah, just situation. Oh, you're my situation. Like, oh, this is my situation. You're my situation. You're my situation. It's my situation. I like that. Mm -hmm. My situation over there. Mm -hmm. Yo, yo, my situation though. Like, listen. So, uh, (laughs) you know, and it's just like I don't, I don't know. Like, let's talk about it because they end up going to the barbecue joint, which just had a horrible name. So yeah, they, they were they were gonna get you know to the bone. You're gonna get bone down. They're gonna go down to Bold Town, and she said if she has to get covered in sauce, that's just what she's gonna do. Okay, listen. Sometimes it, it gets real, and I'm single, um, so I don't know nothing about getting sauce. Hallelujah. Anyway, listen, I cannot. Hallelujah. But like you know, I'm glad they were kind of able to talk through the you know, awkwardness and at least came to the consensus of, hey, let's make sure we properly address this with Maurice. But both the odds being there, just, just no. No, 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 no. Like that, just no. That's a no for me. Like, there's, I mean, I, I don't <laughs> think it's something that you would address together. I mean, you know, is it something that you, you may want to address just because that's a mutual person? Of course. But what say ye? Because I'm team no on that. No, no, a thousand times no. Yeah, we both don't need to be here and do this. So like an intervention. Yeah, like it was totally intervention vibe that they gave, which is like <clears throat> the fact that they both. I I understood their logic. Their logic was we both care about Mo, and mm-hmm. we, you know, from a friend perspective and a you know, situation, the perspective, but I think, Mm -hmm. you know, it looked like an ambush, if you will. I don't want to say ambush, ambush, not the right word, but it was definitely. It looked like that to me. Like, I I mean, it was a calm version. I mean, clearly, but I mean, you get that from both people. It's like kind of ambushy, ambush vibe. Yeah, it was ambushy, I would say. I mean, you know, that there's a reason why that word came to my mind. I guess for me, what what went on there I think their intention was we want to say it at once so that it's not a double whammy I'm hearing it from one person and then you're hearing like no we both gonna come together we had a moment that's that but it's the fact that you know I don't think that they expected his reaction he didn't really care you know things happen Mm -hmm. Which speaks a lot to Mo's character. He's laid back, but I think he's laid back for the wrong reasons. It's like, I would totally care if the person that I was seeing kissed my homeboy that she spends more time with. I would care, and it would make me kind of question their interest in each other. But the fact that he did it also speaks to the fact that he... They situations. So a situationship isn't necessarily a deep commitment, but there it's still you go. Was, yes, and and it and it shows that he was just like, okay, cool, you know, but you still my girl, we still working on things until she was like, nah, we not we finna stop working on things because I don't think that we're the best fit for each other. And that's when he set clear, very clear boundaries and was like, Oh, so we breaking up? Okay, so then we done. And when she tried to talk to him, he just asked for more condiments and just did not look her way. It's like, we done. And it does, it does make me wonder if that 
bros before HOs does it, it's like because are you gonna still be cool with Gregory? You know, um, Mo, or is it like y'all all done just because of this um ceasing of the situation shift? Like, are they still gonna be cool? I feel like that's my question. I mean, Amber really didn't have a dog in any of this because you know she broke up with him. That's it. It would be interesting to see if Mo and Amber started dating because that part. <laughs> yeah, that's because, what I'm saying. Yeah, because the Teflor bag, you know, which is a black owned, um, a black owned um, apparel business. Um, that you know, shout out to um, Quinta Brunson for putting them out there. Um, but that bag, my friend actually has that has those bags, and I'm like, yeah, man. When I saw it on that Valentine's Day episode, I said. Quince is just supporting the black business, but it's, they just, it looked like from that Valentine's day episode that they would be a better match. So, you Mm -hmm. know, if Mo wants to be real shicey and Amber does too, and just get together, I would say that it makes me question even more. How is his and Gregory's relationship going to be? That part. I mean, that's my only question mark. I'm just kind of like, y'all should have been, you know, the situation. And of course, for me, like an indicator for the holiday hookah episode, <laughs> like you saw he was very defensive and protective. Like, hey, you know, do what you want to do. You know, we at this lounge or whatever, but please don't mess with these people. My, my follow-up question is going to be why? Mm-hmm. you care so much you know so you know of course you know hey i have to work with people so please don't but at the same time it's like so you didn't think to yourself anything more so it already kind of just tells you there's not there's sinking but not enough you know what i yeah. mean so some of it i kind of feel like well you kind of set yourself up because like clues were there and mm-hmm. also i'm also being team petty on this because hashtag team jiggery all day every day but Mm-hmm. I'm just glad that all's well that ends well. We no longer have the hateration or holleration in the sensory, and that <laughs> we both have like two single available people who are awkwardly in love. And let's just let this bad boy play out. And of course, as we know, if you've been following um, any of their social media accounts, um, it's Abbott Elementary. This isn't going to be a nice romantic bow we finally see them you know come together in this wonderful like uh, that I desperately need and want in my life uh, we may have a few more episodes to wait guys so at least for now they're both available so I shall I shall, I shall find contentment in that <laughs> alright that's all I got so what about you Fran what say you I mean yeah, I mean, I I feel the same way. I mean, I think that being I just think that the good writing of this show has to create more more pit stops before we get into a relationship. Um I because it's just the reality of life, right? Like some people can fall in love and then create a romance around this show but there's several ways that they could approach this they can have the pit stops where you know maybe Tyreek comes back and he's everything that Janine wants wanted him to be you know just when Janine and Gregory are getting close maybe Gregory meets another woman you know or and and then that creates a pit stop or um they're both single and then they try to date and then it doesn't work for maybe like outside reasons, maybe Hashtag the devastation, the devastation, maybe somebody, you know, gets into the administrative um, internship program. And I'm just thinking mm-hmm. from a public school perspective where you actually train because Gregory's training to become a principal 
is mm-hmm. not realistic. It's not, it's it, because you typically teach for some years, then you get a master's in something called educational leadership, which automatically raises your salary. But then on top of that, you have to apply to get into the internship. So it's a very competitive thing. You can't just say, oh, I, I studied to become a principal, so and I did not get the job because it's like he had no teaching experience. You no, you have to have teaching experience before you do it, at least five years. So uh, But then we also have to question Ava too, because if she got it through blackmail. Yeah, the clearly the Reggie <laughs> superintendent Reggie Hayes, that's not that's not his um character name, but I'm just yeah. But superintendent you know, probably was like, we finna lie on this lady resume and lie on her qualifications just so that she could shut up. But, you know, her job is on the line after he done married the lady and she could get fired at any time. So, you know, she actually, she's kind of stepping up her game just a little bit and getting challenged. That is true. And she did um, show that she wanted to actually go back to, you know, school and actually take classes. It looks like from the Valentine's Day episode. So... maybe just maybe yeah so you know that's something else to you know to throw in there or it could be that you know Gregory gets into that like I said and it it threatens him leaving or threatens Mm -hmm. him or threatens him becoming an administrator which probably changes him which leads to a disinterest or send him to another school like I just mentioned or Janine might get an offer at another school we might see a switch up just in you know the the casting maybe Jacob will take a job at legendary schools maybe he won't maybe you know what I mean um th- you know there's so many different things that can happen so we just have to wait it out and see okay so i i decided i decided to go with the lower octave this time because i felt like the higher octave was very piercing uh-huh okay well that concludes the podcast for this week in a very awkward mm-hmm. fashion. And Sim, it is always a pleasure. I appreciate you. It is a pleasure as well. And we have, you know, a few more episodes until this season is over. So we will see you again. <laughs> and who knows? After the season is over, we might have other things to talk about. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> okay, yeah, that's all I got. That's, that's, oh. yeah, the last bit to go. There. I'm sorry. I'm working on that. I'm gonna work on like making sure I can take that all the way. Lacked conviction. <laughs> all right. Goodbye, all. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.